You're listening to The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our show. Yeah, yeah, this is my palace. Champagne in my chalice. I got it all covered like a wedding band. Wonderland, so my alias is Alice. And we gon' start a motherfucking pussy riot. Or we gon' have to put them on a pussy diet. Look at that, I guarantee I got them quiet. Look at that, I guarantee they all inspired. A-Town made it out there. Straight out Kansas City, yeah, we made it out there. Celebrated, graduated, made it past fail. Sassy, classy, Kool-Aid with the kale. Mama was a G, she was cleaning hotels. Papa was a driver, I was working retail. Kept us in the back of the store, we ain't hitting no more. Moon lit, nigga, lit, nigga. Already got the Oscar for the Casa. Running down Grammys with the family. Probably give a Tony to the homies. Probably get an Emmy dedicated to the highly melanated. Arc Android orchestrated. Yeah, we highly melanated. Arc Android orchestrated. Yeah, Gemini still jamming. Box office numbers and they doing outstanding. Running out of space in the damn bandwagon. Remember when they used to say I look too mannish? Black girl magic. Y'all can't stand it. Y'all can't ban it. Made out like a bandit. They've been trying hard just to make us all vanish. I suggest they put a flag on a whole nother planet. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the most recent post-Black Panther episode of the C-Dub show. We are still in Wakanda. We're not coming back. We're not coming back. (laughs) It is Sunday, February 25th. I have recently learned to just not give y'all what day y'all should be listening to this because sometimes the kids drive me crazy and I don't get the show up in time. So I'm just telling you what day we're recording it. It's Sunday, February 25th. I'm happy to have my good friends here on my side. I have B. Willis and I have Courtney. Willis, can you say hello to the people, please? Hola. All right. And people, we have Courtney, but dun, dun, dun. Apparently, we have no Caleb today. But Courtney. With his grandparents. (laughs) Because I have been attending the California Democratic Convention and I have been living the life of a single woman insider, <laughs> I guess. Well, we would love to hear all about that. So, yes, we are here live in our post Wakanda world. And it's kind of, you know, for me, it's a very lackadaisical day. It's, it's the last Sunday of Black History Month. And I'm tired. I'm so sad to see Black History Month go, but I'm going to be honest, I've been doing so many Black History Month programs on programs, on movies, on just going, going, going. I'm tired. Is anybody else worn out from Black History Month? Or is it just me? No. We need to have a whole decade dedicated to us. What do you mean? We need to have two months. We need to be February and March. I would like to point out to the listeners, in case you have not, this is your first time listening to the show, that Courtney and Willis are a full decade younger than me, and I am. 
<laughs> I am tired. We we had our Black History Month program last night at the church house. Not a decade, sweetie. Nine years at the most, I think. Yes, nine years. Willis, what month? What year was you born? Oh, matter of fact, not even nine years because you're thirty nine, ain't you? Yeah, eight years and some months. Yeah, we'll both be thirty one. So, oh, y'all got to search y'all thirty one ness. Nice. You know who else why is thirty one? Why is she? I like we just hella far behind her. Like. I don't even know. You should have heard heard of her before she got on. She was like, Lord, this 39 killer. That was me claiming the fact that I was having a senior moment. I was trying to tell Willis something. And just right when it was going to go out my mouth, I forgot it. That's 39. But you just got the 39. Can you guys still hear me? Yes, we still Mm -hmm. hear you. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because I just bought these headphones because I... I mistakenly left. I thought I was going to be back in time to the hotel rooms or to record this from the hotel room. But like my one home girl just started like getting hella more Shandong. And I was just like, yeah, bitch, let's do this. And then that was six, four o'clock. Like she ain't had no, uh, why she ain't had no accent because when you was pausing to play the, the theme music, she was talking to somebody and she had on a hella like cold switch accent. She, she had on her white democratic convention voice, which is look, which listeners, listeners, listen, listeners, listen, when we got on, cause you know, we come, we come on the line before we start talking to y'all and we talk to each other. Courtney came on the line. I listen, y'all. I didn't know who that was. I was like, who is this white lady on my show and this can't happen but first of all first of all i went to private school so basically private school is basically getting a master's and being able to code switch (laughs) being from oakland and going to private school i know how to bring it on and i know how to take it off and i was still in my in my uh caucasianary voice so, the Caucasian. Well, we are happy that you are back to your Oakland voice. And I was in I was in depth. I'm finna go to Lewis with your hard oars like Ryan Coogler. Right. <laughs> I don't know where Ryan Coogler's Oakland accent comes from because somebody <laughs> was like he's just imitating Ryan. But I don't I don't that's Michael B. Jordan's Oakland accent, excuse me. Not Ryan's, because Ryan's is authentic. Michael B. Jordan's Oakland accent it's is terrible. If if you're try if you're from the suburbs of Southern California and you want to sound like you're from Oakland, that's, <laughs> that's what, what it sounds sound. like. Look, that's Michael B. Jordan in basically in Fruitvale Station and in Black Panther. No, Michael B. Jordan in. Michael B. Jordan in Fruitvale Station. It was a great movie, and his performance in theory was great. But him saying "bruh" was getting on my goddamn nerves. He can't. He can't. What's up, bruh? What's up? And he kept. He was saying it like a white dude, like "bruh." What's a bruh? What's up, bruh? I'm like, what is that? What's up, bruh? Why you? Why you hit me, bruh? Bruh, you shot. He said. He said it on the ground after the cop had shot him. Bro, you shot me, bro. What? Didn't happen. Bro, you shot me, bro. No, that's what he said. That is what he says. He said that in the movie. Verbatim, that is what he said. He said, bro, you shot me, bro. Like, bro, he shot you. What? Who says that? Who says, bro? I mean, we we hella bang. 
we hella bay, but I mean, once you go down, you you just go down. You ain't no, ain't no yeah, bruh. You fat me. You're not asking bruh if he's speaking of i mean no. even though we're just starting to show this is a good time to once again remind the listeners um that willis is coming to visit we've been preparing <laughs> willis to, we've been preparing willis to come to the bay we've been telling her about what she can and can't wear uh uh we just we just told her what she talking about she gonna come here and go to whole foods and get some angry orchard cider that ain't happening wait a Why y'all always so excited? Why y'all always so excited at Whole Foods? Y'all don't sell at the liquor store? No. Not, no. We don't. Brittany, we've been gentrified. We don't have liquor stores anymore. Right. And when you go, and when you find a liquor store, it's a liquor store. (laughs) But then, Brittany, do y'all have, y'all don't have them, y'all don't have them, like, corner liquor stores that look janky, like, you might put the bulletproof windows in. Oh, you trying to go to the hood? Oh, you trying to go to the hood? (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, okay. When I go to liquor store, I don't go like you know. If I want like real liquor, I'm. I'm gonna take you to. I'm gonna take you to Fourth Street Market in Richmond. I'm gonna take you to Fourth Street Market in Richmond. You will get your appropriate California liquor store, you know, moment right there, right there. And then you also are not finished because I would then be taking you to Green Valley Liquor Store. Just so you can. Oh no! I'm gonna tell you where you go. Here where you go. No, no, no. Here's where you are gonna go. Where you can meet us right in the middle. I'm going to take you to, what is it called? State Main or State, whatever, liquor store right there on 7th and Willow in West Oakland. And you can get liquor. You can get cider because I think they actually do have wine and cider because West Oakland is gentrified and they're not going to miss their money. So they got the hard liquor <laughs> and the cider. And you can also get fried chicken or fried fish. I was about to say, can I get a ham sandwich then? No, you can't get that. You can only get fried chicken and fried fish there. But right. it's but it's also <laughs> and it's also one of the locations of Mr. Fab's uh, music videos. So you will be a part Sightseeing. of Oakland history. Because also am, listeners, so excited. Willis told me that she wanted to go sightseeing. So sightseeing in the Bay is weird because Ooh, all the sites are no. still in San Francisco, but the black people are not in San Francisco. So you got to do no. the like the no, the, no. the tour, and then you got to do the real hood tour. And that's what I do. Like so, when I so basically. Basically, what we're going to do with Willis is we're going to take her across the Golden Break, Golden Gate Bridge, and then we're going to take her to downtown Oakland, right. then we're going to take her to East Oakland, then we're going to take her to West Richmond, right. and then we're going to take her to the Iron Triangle. Yeah, exactly. So she can see, so see every, like when I went to New York, I got there, I said, look, I want to go to the Boogie Down Bronx, I want to go into Brooklyn, I want to see where Biggie was slanging crack, that's what I want, that's what I want to see. <laughs> When I come to New York, I mean, I did go to the World Trade, but that's because my friends was at work. But when they got off of work, I went to see all the hood stuff. So that's what I—that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. So I want—I want y'all to take me to all the all the hood stuff. So Carolyn is like your official Richmond hood connoisseur, and I am the ambassador to the hoods of Oakland. Of Oakland, and and if we get us a, if we oh no because. Courtney has a car, so what we can do, just for real quick, because ain't nothing to see there, but we'll go across the Carquinez Bridge and show you the crest side where E40 and them from. But ain't nothing to see there. <laughs> so we just go. We're going to dip through Richmond real fast and some Popeyes because they do have one. No, we want to Krispy Crunchy. Fuck Popeyes. We want to Krispy Crunchy on 23rd okay, and Roosevelt. That's fine. Okay, that's cool. So we're going to stop by, get some fried chicken, then dip the fuck out because nobody likes being in Vallejo. Right! Exactly. The 
to fuck with Vallejo is because E40's from there. And you and can't get away from it. Head. Right. That's that's it. That's the only reason why we fuck Side note. And- Side note. I don't, I, I don't know if I mentioned this probably in our earliest episodes. But at my school, we were trying to get SOB, who is also from Vallejo, to be to come to our school, you know, so the kids could get some, you know, hip hop culture from the hood for at lunchtime. We emailed them. We was like, can y'all come to, you know, do just one song for our kids during lunchtime? They told us that they was going to charge us. $36,000. Now, our initial reaction... $36,000. Now, our initial reaction... Thousand. 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 So, my initial reaction was, what the hell? You ain't no Jimmy J.J. Walker. You ain't no Kid Capri. But now that they are on a Black Panther soundtrack that is in its second week at number one, I kind of... They knew what we didn't know. Wait, what's their name again? S-O-B-R- is it S-O-B-R-B-E? Oh, them. Yeah. They pretty dope, though. Yeah, they are. Like, I ain't fucking with $36,000 for no school, but like, for, the, just for the school in our... Free. I guess because we wasn't in the crest. I don't know. I might need but, to like, edit this got, out. You got schools for free. Like, <laughs> right. You don't, you don't ask schools for money. Like, don't do that shit. Well... Is you for real? Well... Let's go. Let's let's before we get into anything, we're gonna have Courtney report live from the California Democratic National Convention. But first, let's just get some Black Panther runoff. We are in our we are now in our second week in Wakanda. Any Black Panther <laughs> runoff feelings that you are having? We have had a thousand air think pieces. I know that Willis is working on a piece. I am working on a piece. Has Child, been- this week alone I might have like three shits coming out. I don't <laughs> see look. Look. I'm very because I don't, did you want, would you like to share? I can share what, what I'm trying to write about. Do you want to share what yours are going to be about, B. Willis? What are your, what is on your um, heart this week about Black Panther? Oh, so I think one is just going to be in general about the Afrofuturism in it and like things that it did well with and things it didn't do well with. One is kind of like a character analysis of, of Eric uh Killmonger and um the other one I'm not sure yet. The other one is like a little bit more personal that I'm not even I'm just gonna self publish that one. So all right. Where yeah. are the other two gonna where are we gonna be able to find the other two? Um I think one I'm doing for race beta and the other one I'm doing for visibility project. Okay. Dot com. So Speaking two- of so- Go ahead. So we've been, so you know that, so that thing I we that I've been doing where I was sponsoring people to go see the movie. So yes. we've been doing that, and I've been kind of in charge of buying tickets. Let me tell y'all how motherfucking theaters are being sold out still. Like I tried yeah. to, I tried to buy a ticket for somebody for the twenty seventh, and I thought something was wrong with Fandango because it wouldn't, it wasn't letting me purchase the tickets. I went through a whole like two hour process of staying online, staying on hold with them and talking to them, and the guy finally was like, "Well, we think that show was sold." I was like, "What? The, today is the twenty fourth, and the thing is for the twenty seventh, and the, and it was and the thing was and open." And he out. was like, and he checked, and he was like, "Nah, it sold out. It's a very popular movie." I was like, "Well, bitch, I know it's popular. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's popular, but damn, I you know three days ahead, and it's in the second week. Well." It, that's not even what that's not the 27th not even the second week that'll be the third week so it's been it's been crazy 
Wow. Yeah. It's it's still like what did you say that they are on track that made a hundred million over this weekend? Oh, yeah, they they already they already hit. I think they already hit. Well, they yeah, they are on the track too, like go to do more than a hundred million dollar weekend. And I think it'll it'll be like the second best second weekend for a film. I gotta I think after Star Wars or something like that. Well, the, the two that I'm working on, I'm working on one that's going to be kind of serious and kind of humorous. It's going to be about, because um, I define my per- personal spirituality as kind of Jesus-centered and African-informed. Um, and it's really it's really about a lot of people who are who are on the Christianity side, folks who are on who are more into African spirituality, but how none of that shit mattered during Black Panther. And it's also going to talk about how my personal belief that all the best Black Panther memes came from church folks. Some of the videos that I have seen have been the most hilarious videos I've ever seen in my life. So that's what that one's going to be about. And then I'm going to try and do one that. A lot of people don't know about the movie called The Spook Who Sat By The Door. And they don't know that that's basically who Eric Killmonger was. So I'm going to try and, and write that as well. Have you ever seen that, Brittany? I have not. Oh my gosh. You you need to see The Spook Who Sat By The Door. It's on YouTube. Okay. And, and then I want to hear you, your report. What you write about, Courtney? Uh, you need to write this. I'm in the back store right now. I'm- you in the back store? I'm in the gas lamp, and I don't ever not have a child with me, so I ventured into the Mac store. Can we talk about the Mac store music in the background? Can we? Yeah, let's talk about it. I just no, I'm I'm actually laughing because it's it's the Mac store. I love the Mac store. I don't shop there anymore, clearly. But I mean, I could I go buy some lip glass, but I don't. All right, so Courtney, while you are childless. For those who do have not figured out, Courtney is in San Diego at the California <laughs> Democratic National Convention. And I don't know if it's national, it's just I mean the Cali- you know what I meant. The California Democratic. You know what you know what? I'm about so sick of y'all. I know you old. I know. I'm gonna do you like how I, my mama do me. It's I'm old. You know what I meant. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Uh, she's at the Democratic Convention. So, Courtney, tell us a little bit about what you experienced this weekend. Also, I heard that you have an announcement, and then I have some questions for you. So, what's been going on at the mm. convention? Okay, so basically, what's been popping is, um, so before we even got to the convention, it was some bullshit. So, uh, initially, <laughs> I was, like, let me tell y'all. So, initially, I was supposed to run for... I'm in the California Young Democrats because if you ask Carolyn, I'm basically 14 years old and she's like. <laughs> no, I just I know I can't be in it because um, I'm like a year. I'm a year too she old. Fought, she fought to get, um, you know, she fought for civil rights and then <laughs> basically after long after, like we were born not even after Tupac, but after Left Eye died. So that's <laughs> according to her, that's how young we are. So. I'm in the California Young Democrats. So the California Young Democrats have a convention that runs concurrently with the California Democratic Convention. So um, I caught wind of the shit. And, and basically, um, y'all who follow me either like on Facebook, not so much on Instagram, but sometimes I have made it my civic duty to become more involved because of my previous experience of being displaced. I just felt like I needed to come home and do the work civically to make sure that what happened to me and Caleb never happened to anyone else. So I've been basically really trying to be involved with 
affordable housing advocacy and decided that I needed to take my advocacy level to the next level statewide, countywide. So I wanted to come to the, um, the, the convention. So initially I was connected with the California Young, Dem- uh, California Young Democrats Progressive Caucus. So yes, the, 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 in the party, there's caucuses. So there's like a women's caucus, uh, a black caucus, LGBTQ caucus, a Latino caucus, Muslim caucus, family caucus. I don't know what that actually means. I think it's for parents. I should have went to that to make sure, see what they were talking about. But yes, there's different caucuses. So initially I was connected with the progressive caucus, which basically is a bunch of burning folks mm-hmm. who are like, we're way more progressive than like regular moderate Democrats, which is like not completely not true. Um, so initially, I was going to run on a slate to be membership director of the CYP Progressive Caucus um, with, and it was supposed to be a slate of all women and all women of color. And the woman who was supposed to be running for chair was a black woman. And so I was like, yeah, I'm with that shit. Like, because uh, initially the, uh, the caucus was being ran by progressive but white men. So when any time shit is ran by all white men, it just, it, it, it gets weird. And it just be head to left. You can't let white men do mm-hmm. shit by themselves mm-hmm. because shit whack. So um, the gentleman I was connected with wanted to present an all-female women of color slate for the Progressive Caucus. So initially I was down. I was like, yeah, that's what's up. You know, woo, woo, woo. I'm with it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, put my shit on the slate and I'm finna run for this. <laughs> and it was cool, but then like... The initial chair, she let the white men in and the white men took over and they was being hella weird. And it was like a lot of drama about, well, who's going to run and who's with us and who's not. And they have some weird purity contest shit like, well, who are you endorsing and how progressive are you to be considered a progressive? And it's like, you know, I'm in the young Democrats, but I'm pushing the age limit because the cutoff is 35. And on top of that, I have a kid and a real job. So I have like low tolerance for like drama with pretend shit because this is pretend. It's not pretend, but it's volunteer. You don't need drama on your off day. Right. I have enough drama to deal with. I don't even have enough drama in my real life. That's not even true. I can't say that. I don't do nothing. But the thing is like this shit ain't even real. I can understand if you're running for mayor and you're trying to undercut motherfuckers so you can be mayor of your city. But this shit ain't real. So calm the fuck down. This isn't real. This is, real. This is for fun, blood. Like, this is for fun. This is for experience. Like, you run for a caucus position so you can help promote the caucus and we can be involved and have a voice. And so we can advocate for the shit we want to advocate for. This shit's supposed to be fun. This isn't real. Like, you can't do nothing. You can't walk up into no airport and be like, I'm CYD caucus president and you're gonna like get somebody kicked off united this shit is for fun relax right they was like this shit way too serious so i was like fuck that but then i'm in um black young dams of the east bay and so our president i was like oh you you know are you running for a position or whatever for um cyd black caucus she was like no but you should so she connects me with Devin, who actually carolyn knows so i was like Devin, what's up blood like you know who you know where can i fit in so he was like you should run for secretary so i was like cool 
So I went and ran for secretary and won because I'm that nigga. And then so now I'm secretary. So I will now only respond to you calling me Madam secretary. secretary. Was that the position the, that was vacated by Mr. Phillips? Wait, what happened? Was that the position that was vacated by Mr. Phillips? No, it was a woman oh. for me. And okay. I can't remember, and I remember her name at this moment. I feel bad for that. But, uh, <laughs> no, but so, yeah, but the Black Caucus was like so low key. And it was like no drama, like Devin's dope, Nicole's dope, the, the whole, like their whole leadership committee is dope. The president of the Black Young Dems, Akiba, she nominated me because I told her I want to run for secretary. She's like, I'll nominate you. We had younger people there. Some high school students from um, San Diego were there. So it was like, you know, you, y'all should join the caucus. I was like, look, I'll sponsor 20 people to join the caucus because it's only $5 for students or people on limited income. So I'm like, I'll sponsor 20 people to join today. If you want to join today, nice. you know, you don't, you ain't got the $5. Like it's, you know, it's no problem. I got you. Don't trip. Because, you know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be bringing up the next, you know, the next young black leaders in the in the Democratic Party, even though the Democratic Party has this shit. We can't fuck with the other side. So we got to fuck with this side and just fix it. Right. And I know that's problematic, too, but we're working on stuff. Well, I mean, it's so, not going to get fixed unless, you know, we are involved. I actually, so I know Devin from, we're in the Democratic Club here together. We're both on the executive board of the Lambda Democratic Club of Contra Costa County. So a lot of the, the party the party folks that are normally in Sacramento, I know that one of our um, executive board members used to actually be the, the party chair of the California Democratic Convention. But we also know a lot of the same people from the LA California Young Dems. So okay. that we're all down there. So it's like, that's why we kind of love each other. Cause we are all kind of interconnected statewide through all the, you know, young black Dems, the progressive Dems can get real, you know, they go ahead, finish a report. Cause I don't, I'm going to offend somebody about talking about progressive Dems. <laughs> go weird. ahead. I'll say it. The niggas is weird. The niggas is weird. <laughs> I, I can't handle it. it. It just got weird. It gets, it just got really weird, really fast. And I just can't handle the weird shit. And like I said, I have a real job and a kid and I, I now I feel like I am getting old because it's like, I just can't handle like the drama shit. And with you being hella dramatic over some pretend shit is like not where I want to be. And like Devin and them wasn't like that. So I was like, oh no, yeah, I found my people Wakanda forever. I need, this is where (laughs) I need to be. I tried to um, fuck with the white folks and I just, and I didn't. just couldn't do it. Now, were you, so were you at the, I heard from another one of our friends, one of my progressive friends, actually, that the California party decided not to endorse Dianne Feinstein for her Senate's uh, run. And then someone on his Facebook thread said, well, she's going to be 85 when the turn would start. So why would they endorse her? But I heard that there was a big, fight which in political uh conventions is a big debate about that were I, you there for that i was not there for that but basically 63 percent of the delegates decided not to endorse her mm-hmm. which is basically the majority right <laughs> decided because it's kind of like a diane you need to move aside right it, it's time it's, <laughs> it's time for you to go boo <laughs> and you need to retire and if you won't retire we'll retire we'll, you we'll, yeah, we'll retire you. And the question with leaders like that is, 
aside from the fact that they don't want to give up leadership positions like all black men at black churches, um, is that a lot of times they have not groomed anybody under them because they've been so consumed with their own, you know, their own selves as leaders. And so it's like, have you, is there someone who you think can take up your mantle or nah? And the answer is usually nah. But the thing is, it's like, if you're in those positions, you need to develop people. Mm -hmm. That's what you're really supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to, you're supposed to mentor. You're supposed to bring young people in. So when it's time for you to go, you're like, yeah, it's your turn. And and hand over the torch. It's time to get on out. Well, it sounds like you had a great trip to the convention. I'm so happy to have Courtney Secretary, I'm sorry, Madam Secretary Courtney reporting <laughs> reporting live on the scene. Just to let you, while we're talking about being live on scenes, listeners, next week you will, we will, I will actually be live on the scene at the Lesbians Who Tech Conference. I don't know if I will have fancy uh, device and headphones like Courtney to just walk through the, the, the conference recording stuff, but we are going to have our first episode of um the six degrees of c-dub which we will be recording on this tuesday with one of the featured speakers from the lesbians who tech conference who is a senior business developer at amazon she's a friend of mine and i didn't even know she was that high up at amazon so this is going to be a very interesting conversation i am looking forward to it so moving on y'all um let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the Parkland shootings in Parkland, Florida. Lord, let me. The, the, apparently, my iPad doesn't want me to talk about Parkland. This ain't good. Wait, hold on. Wait, so, so I got a question before we start this. Yes. I got a question for y'all. Okay. Y'all, what, which when they start passing out guns to teachers, which one you finna get an AK fifteen? Listen, or do you want a handgun? They want some Listen. bullshit. Ain't no, ain't no teacher that want no damn gun. And they, you know, and like I said on the Facebook, the that's how I know I'm thirty nine. Like I said on the Facebook, y'all don't want me with no gun at no. Will school. you stop pushing this age of yours, girl? <laughs> I, you know, have you noticed that I'm loving being old? We're going to talk about that another time. But anyway, you shouldn't you shouldn't want the same way that we make jokes now about postal workers going postal. You shouldn't want the teachers who ain't who ain't got, you know, ain't getting paid but once a month. It, it might be the end of the month. Look, shit, like today, ain't got no money, uh, dealing with kids who don't want to listen. Um, <laughs> dealing, dealing with you call dealing with you calling them by why they kids failing when you can look at their power school and see they ain't coming to class. Um, asking you what kind of cr- extra credit you can get in. You dealing with admin who want to come and uh, uh, observe you every other day. You dealing with crazy. It ain't even the kids. I'm it's a, it's a, a, the, the teacher. Like, you you dealing with adult. with admin who want to observe you every day. You got crazy. You know, if you work in a school with a lot of white people, you probably got crazy anti blackness at your school and not even white because my school is, is not even primarily white and I got we got a big anti-blackness we like you don't want us to have a gun like right now my gun is just being on Facebook in the middle of class and that's all that I should be have access to <laughs> what do you think Willis um I think first of all they're not going to give any black teachers any guns because right. The mo- half of us are teaching in urban black schools, and they think the students strapping anyway. So why would they give us guns? Um, second of all, I just like it, it makes no goddamn sense. 
it just it just does not make sense. And and nowhere studies there's no study that has shown that arming adults in uh, in the midst of children makes the child feel safer. That nowhere or make the child it's safe not, actually safer. I have a I have a boy in my classroom. Whenever the school officer who who's not even who's not even housed in the school. She just visits sometimes. Whenever she comes to the school and she's in, she's a police officer, so she has a gun. He has a very physical reaction to seeing her and that gun. Like, because that's the shit that he sees every day. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about giving guns to teachers that's going to make the kids feel safe? Please get the hell. And I, didn't we just fight to get stuff the- like that? The same people that make decisions about schools and have no idea how to fuck a school. And have so, no, ki- usually know. have no kids, ain't, ha- ain't had, or ain't had no kids right. in school in 25 years. And didn't we just fight to get guns out of the court? Of, I don't know if y'all had this where you are, Brittany, but out of the CSO's hands. Now they fighting to not have the CSO's in their uniform to try and figure out how to make the students feel safer with the CSOs on campus. So you're going to fight to not have the CSOs with guns. People who are actually trained with guns because I told you that if they gave... Wait, this, so what, what, is, what does CSO stand for? I'm sorry. CSO is a community or is they... Well, some people call them community service officers. Some schools call them community resource officers, but they're all through the police department. Right, oh, okay. and so you know the the whole thing is how do how are students supposed to feel safe when they have these because so, so, a lot of them do actually wear their police uniforms on campus. How are they supposed to feel safe? You know they feel police and all this kind of stuff. How are they going to feel safe? But you want a teacher who you what you let me tell you what they're going to do. This is how they do for any role out at school. Once again, Brittany is at a look. Sometimes they do stuff a little bit more progressive at Brittany school, so she might not have this experience. But at my school, when they roll out anything, we had an emergency PD the other day. They give the whole staff a one day, one hour, uh, all staff collaboration PD. And watch, they're going to give us an all staff collaboration PD on these guns and then expect us to be sharpshooters. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. Like, they're not going to worry about can you shoot the gun. they just going to give you a gun. Okay. For those who don't know what, what has happened and why we are talking about um, teachers with police i'm sorry with guns so on february 14th there was a mass shooting at marjorie stoneman douglas high school in parkland florida 17 people were killed and 14 more were taken into hospitals making it one of the world's deadliest school massacres um the suspect was a 19 year old named nicholas cruz um he was identified this is this is per you know the interwebs he was identified by witnesses and arrested shortly thereafter but let me flip over to there's actually a timeline for what happened with Nicholas. I want y'all to listen to this timeline for Nicholas's day that day. At 2.19 p.m., he showed up in an Uber at the high school around the time the school wow. was getting out. Wow. Okay. Uber has confirmed to Time Magazine that Cruz did use the service. So he was in an Uber, y'all, with this AK-47, I'm sorry, AR-15. Um, so how you get this one? Okay, Never, right. So he I'm at two twenty one. He at two twenty one. He enters the school and takes his AR fifteen out of the case. He begins shooting into three classrooms, returning to two of them, shot into another classroom, then shot into two more classrooms before dropping his rifle. That was at two twenty one. At two twenty eight. It is believed that he ran outside with the students who are now running away from the gun that he shot. So he mixed in with the kids and ran. 
at 250 he went to walmart and (laughs) these school shooters be eating he went to walmart and bought a drink at subway before leaving walmart on foot he then went to mcdonald's and sat down for a while and then left on on foot again this was at 301 this is only like 45 minutes from the time he got out of the uber at 3.41, he was taken into custody by an officer without incident when the officer matched the 19-year-old's clothing with a description being shared by authorities. A Good Day by Nicholas Cruz. I'm, I'm going to ask y'all for you. There's been a lot. I'm not going to go through all the articles about, you know, what happened to the shooting. Of course, now the, the survivors have become the face of um, advocacy for gun control. They've and gone let me and- tell y'all how that is a little annoying to me. But we'll, you know, I'm not even going. Let's. No, no, I, on, I want. No, no, ahead, I want. On. I want you no, to go with. No, 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 no I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> I want you to go. I want you to go into it because we have the same exact matching feelings. But, but you know what? Before we get into that, I want to play for you guys a clip um, by Trevor Noah. In regards to the Parkland survivors, hold on. You so you guys aren't going to be able to hear it. Hopefully, you've already watched it. I apologize, but hold on. I'll play it for the listeners. You know, one thing I admire about these kids is that, in a way, I. It's a strange thing to say, and I, I say it really in the most positive sense possible. A lot of these kids come from wealthy backgrounds, right? The school in Parkland was like a school. It's an affluent neighborhood. Uh, these kids have grown up having most of the things they need. And in a way, it's interesting to see how they approach life because you can see they go like, no, I don't understand why I can't get the thing that makes sense. I can't get the thing. Like, you know, this is people using their privilege, if that makes sense. You know, because these kids are like, no, I don't I don't accept this world. And the parents and the, and the politicians are trying to be like, well, that's not that's not how it works. They're like, well, then you need to change it. Like these kids are basically like, yeah, I don't I don't care. I. Uh, I want to see the manager. Where's the manager? <laughs> That's what they're doing. Because you've never seen this with any other kid. Like, there's many kids in America who unfortunately have suffered similar fates in different ways, but you have seldom seen kids that have access to resources like these kids, access to a platform, access to... And it's an amazing thing. I don't think it detracts from any other kid, but it's amazing to see what happens when you combine resources with a point of view. Because these kids have gone like, oh, no, we're taking it all the way, and we want to see the manager. Where is he? <laughs> He's waiting for Trump to come out in like his little McDonald's hat and he's like, can I, can I help you? What's going on? So basically what Trevor was talking about is about how these kids who are from an affluent neighborhood in Parkland, Florida, are basically soccer momming, what is what I call it, mm-hmm. the whole, this whole situation, how they're like, you know, well, you know, we need gun control. And, you know, authorities, including Donald Trump, because they have all had conversations with, I'm sorry, 45. Lord Jesus, please don't jinx the C-Dub show by calling that name, Lord. Um, anyway, they have all had conversations with President 45. And they're, they're like, you know, that's not how this works. And they're like, well, you guys need to change it. Like, we need gun control. And they're not used, they're, they're using their privilege because they're not used to someone telling them that this issue that affects them is out of their control, which is so like a freaking soccer mom, dude. Like, 
Yeah. I, when I first watched that, I don't, I don't know, Willis, if you have already watched it. When I first saw the blurb, I was like, Trevor's about to fuck it up. I was scared. I was like, this is going to be the first time he fucks it up. He did kind of fuck it up a little to me because he talks about, at first he talked about how you haven't seen kids really do something like this about this issue. And I was like, what the fuck? But then he, he did mm-hmm. back it up by mm-hmm. saying, you haven't seen kids with this access to resources and access to platforms that people, for, you know, we don't, I'm not going to say for whatever reason, that people listen to. Clearly, we know the reason why. Um, but, Willis, you go ahead and give me your, your take on the Parkland survivors, and then I'll give you mine. <laughs> Um, real quick before I say that, and because my ADD is not going to allow me to move on without saying this, Courtney, your white voice is scary as fuck. <laughs> Excuse me. Like, like hearing you ask for that lipstick, I was like, is she about to kill somebody? Like, what? <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, oh my god, I feel like somebody about to get cursed out or stabbed. Like, I don't like this, Courtney. Ring the other Courtney. And that's how I feel when she came on the line. Like, I don't think that I like this. Mm -mm, I don't like your white voice. I like like Oakland. Huh? Y'all should hear me at work. (laughs) No, no, thank you. Mm -mm. Um, What are my views on the Parkland shooting? You know, I'm trying so hard not to be too radical and say I don't give a fuck about these kids. But I do. Listen, listen, (laughs) listen. You know, I'm trying so hard not to be rude because you got to say things like that for people to be jarred and understand where you're coming from. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I mean, I do. But at the same time, um, it's the response to them is annoying because people acting like it's so revolutionary what they're doing and people acting like this because they're mostly white. Mm -hmm. And it's so fucking annoying. And it's just like, what do you mean? Like, oh my God, the kids are out here and they're, you know, using their agency to do this. They should be safe in a place like this. Oh, really? Oh, oh, really? And it's, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're finally, you know, cleaning up this generation's mess and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what the fuck were the black kids in Ferguson and Baltimore and 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 Oakland and and New York and what what, what were all they doing? What, what what was it? What were they doing for the last like you know decade? The last Frenchy, look, Frenchie Davis made a great point. She made a great point. She asked them. She asked now. I don't you know depend might depend on age, but still we're gonna ask the same question. Would would them or did those same students lobby for gun control when Trayvon Martin in their same state? was murdered Mm -hmm. we know the answer is no exactly if they weren't old enough their mamas and daddies didn't either and 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 can i be honest like you know what no i'm gonna say i honestly don't give a fuck about these kids and and when it all happened because like it's just like it's another mass shooting in another suburban white school and that's what the fuck they get because white people always think that they're invulnerable and because they're always inflicting their violence on everybody else when it finally catches up to their ass i'm just like that's what y'all get and y'all never learn y'all lesson like why is it that y'all schools don't have metal detectors when white when white males are the people that's always fucking shooting somebody because side note side note if you guns with black people even though they all own guns and go hunting on a regular basis like their disconnect to how close they are to a mass shooting on a regular basis is completely it's it's so weird to me like it's 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 so like the cognitive difference is crazy 
outside of Caleb's dad. Like, he side, a lot of guns. Side note, if you have it. not read uh, Courtney's, I'm sorry, Willis's amazing article about how she doesn't need gun control, she needs white people control, you need to find <laughs> it. You need to find and it. Let me tell y'all, I have pissed off at least 2,000 white people this week, and I think it's <laughs> well, good for you. Where is the applause? <laughs> the applause and is, that, that piece, like, is one of my fastest, like, uh, read pieces, like, because get the get out piece like it you know got a lot of attention but this shit in like a couple of hours got like thousands of views and i'm like damn and i found out it was being shared in conservative facebook groups oh yeah that's all it <laughs> takes so they have been they have this been coming to that article and just you racist cunt and this is divisive and all blah blue blee and i just think it's hilarious because honestly my thing is like bitch you came here to read my shit so i'm grateful for it um but like it, it honestly that was kind of tongue-in-cheek because i was you know you know me and my dry sense of humor and how i don't give a fuck about white folks so you put all that shit together and you know well, I read some foolishness like that I mean, my response to Parkland has been exactly the same. And at first, I was being a little bit quiet about it because I was like, hey, you know, that's not right. I shouldn't say I don't give a fuck. But listen, every time I see that picture, that angry little white boy with his, you know, with the angry white man face, like, you're going to change these laws. I'd be like, but, bruh, you only want to change for you, just like your mama and daddy only want to change for them. Y'all not giving a fuck about black kids. I, I love that that piece mm-hmm. that, teen, that Teen Vogue wrote where they you know, implicitly stated, you know, black teens have been fighting gun reform for years because people forget. And even, and even if black, you know, I did see where the, the survivors from, um, Pulse did join them in their, um, their, not the, I don't think it was the walkout. I think it was another demonstration or something that they did. Um, but they wouldn't have joined Pulse. And if they did, it would only been for the gay white man. It wouldn't have been for, and that was a mostly POC club where, where Pulse happened. So it's just for me, it's irritating because none of these people they they talking about gun control. They acting once again as if black people have not been on the front lines of this fight for so long. And at the same time, even if we did do something stupid like give teachers guns, guess who gonna get shot up with the guns by angry teachers? Exactly, it's gonna be, it's gonna be black kids. I was looking exactly. For, I was looking for that meme that I tagged you in that was like your your um your piece, but I can't find it. Oh, yes, please. I'm scared too now. Oh, I know what you're talking about with uh with uh with uh that whatchamacallit Didi Delgado share. Um what was I about to say about this? You know, what what I will say about gun control is I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and my views are just getting more radical or just white people just getting more and more on my nerves that I just don't care. <laughs> but like <laughs> but like I actually like as far as gun control like first of all I don't think the laws would help because the only people that they would really affect is black and brown folks because mm-hmm. you, we know how this system works second of all I actually like if it was up you know if it was just black folks like yeah give black folks all the guns you want <laughs> don't give the guns to the white people those are the people killing everybody right like, literally everybody us and themselves like I don't know but, um, like, I, I don't know, my views on, I, I don't think I personally would own a gun, but my views on people owning guns, well, I should say, my views on black folks owning guns 
the this day and age has changed a little bit, but I just I just this whole situation is so fucking annoying to me. And I mean the the I I, I want to see if if those kids were like protesting, like tearing shit down, and like I would I would want to see how the media would be. I mean I I already know, but it would just be the so telling. Like they tell them themselves all the time. The children are so passionate, and they're just so. <laughs> Ain't that the part that irritates you the most? It is. It really is. Cause it's like, what? Well, what the fuck were we doing this whole time? We didn't have no passion. Like, I, I saw this one article where it was like a very nice thing about let's let's take you inside of the the, the think tank room <laughs> of like like just really romanticizing. Let's let's take you inside with these super smart, super intelligent, passionate. The teenagers who are going to change the world. And then I think that I get irritated with people of color, especially black folks who are like, well, it shouldn't matter because all life, you know, all life is important and it's just important that it gets done. No, that is important because that's how those biases are become so much more implicit. Like when you're, when you are watching this, like it does matter. Yes. And that's why I always say, like, sometimes I do say extreme shit like that. Like, you know, no, fuck all white people only. But, like, you gotta say extreme stuff like that because people don't understand when you're being nice. Like, people no. don't understand when you're, you know, when you're being reasonable. So you have to be extreme for them to get it. Like, ugh, it's annoying. Did y'all see, speaking of, did y'all see this video of the girl who's the, who's the spokesperson of the NRA? Uh, exploiting this shit. No, the pretty brunette girl, right? Yeah, yeah. is she pretty though? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, you about to make me choke. You about to make my ass choke. She's definitely Caucasianly pretty. She's definitely oh, okay. Caucasianly pretty. Clarify that because you know you pretty no, in my book ain't well. Okay, no, because like, it's like you're looking for someone who's like black woman. It, Black women have like a beauty that it is very warm and just uh -huh. glowing. And yes. I can tell, even if I don't think a white woman is pretty personally, I can tell if a white woman is pretty to other white people because I. Okay, like, yes. That's a good, I, okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, and she's. I don't pretty, know if I have that superpower. You <laughs> don't, because it is what I've cultivated myself. I think it's a California <laughs> superpower because I can do the same. You like, you can, you can. I. It took me a minute to learn what they thought having a nice well, butt yeah, was. White people think pretty. Yeah. And oh, okay. So, like they think, for example, they think Meghan Markle is pretty, and she is. But it wasn't. It oh, wasn't yeah, like, I think Meghan Markle is not is pretty. I think she's pretty. She's pretty. No, she's pretty too. But they think like, damn, she bad. But then because she's mixed, they feel gross about thinking she's cute. So Ew. that's why I know that like, yeah, they, feel, they feel gross about that. So that's where a lot of the backlash comes from because they're upset with themselves for thinking like in their mind that a black girl is pretty. So, but no, that's she's in, in my mind, white people think darker white people are pretty. <laughs> like right. the Italians and the Greeks. Right. Hey. Because no, no, no. No, no, no. They they do, but they have to like hit all the markers for like peacockacity beauty, which is like the oh. super rigid, sharp nose, like mm -hmm. the regular mm -hmm. mouth, the square chin, yeah, the very <laughs> a, a pooch for a pooch for an ass. Because it took me a long time to figure that out. I was watching, yeah, pooch, I was watching like, L Word one time, and they were like, "You have like, a really what? nice ass," and I was like, "What is 
a nice ass look like to you? Yeah. Basically, basically a lower lump. Basically, mm-hmm. it's a backwards J. That's it. Oh, no, That's I it. It's like, it's, like, it's like flat, and then you get to the bottom, and it's like a little cut. Like, flat right. cut. And I'm like, Damn. I hate y'all right now. I really do hate y'all. Hey, so I did, I did find the meme that I tagged you in. It says, everyone in Wakanda is heavily armed, but there are no mass shootings because whiteness is also heavily regulated. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, there is one white person, and he's stuck in a lab with no guns where he can't go the fuck off and be weird and be deep into his ego on the internet and then decide to shoot up his school. Yeah, I feel that. But no, back to what you were saying, Brittany. NRA girl, I'm going to tell y'all this. I don't want y'all to get mad. Don't fire me from the podcast. I, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to frame that conversation in this. Homegirl wasn't wrong when she said that it's not the NRA's job to protect citizens from mass shootings. She's not wrong about that. And the Parkland law enforcement, they dropped the fucking ball when it came to protecting kids because they received multiple reports about that boy threatening people. Mm-hmm. And they received reports from his family that he was threatening people. And they didn't follow up on it. But that's because white men get to do whatever the fuck they want to do whenever they want to do it. And don't nobody check their ass. So, no, it's not the NRA's job to protect people. If someone's, if I'm calling into the police department and you ignore my report of someone threatening me with a gun and then later on I get shot, no, that's not on the NRA. But the NRA still think they, like, they can sidestep this conversation. Like, no, because y'all still using your financial influence on lawmakers to stop. So that they ignore shit. Right, from gun control really being enacted in this country. So y'all are still included in this situation. But did you personally caused this no they didn't and i agree with her yeah. with that that was parkland i, I was, agree with you i agree with that when you break it down like that because it's really the you know the the nra and lobbyists they have the most lobbyists of any organization they have the power out in to yeah laws from being enforced or laws from being bills from being introduced and because they're using their their political and financial influence on lawmakers but this exact situation right here is on the fbi to, if it's on law enforcement. And then the fact that they have the video of the sheriff, he went up to the school and didn't even go inside the school. Like, you telling me you got teenagers, got bullets raining down on them, and you a fucking sheriff with a gun, and you don't go in there and try to, like, do something? Three sheriff's deputies remained outside the school during the Parkland shooting. What the that's fuck? That's what I'm saying. And, like, I can't get mad at her for being like, that's not our job to protect your citizens from a criminal like no it's not their job you're a part of this in the larger scope the parkland trying to be like oh the nra they do no 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 no, no. don't be trying to put this on the nra because y'all niggas ignored the kids reporting that man because he a man now because he's 19 right he's a fucking man yes he's a fucking man that's the other thing grown-ass man versus broken child Exactly, he's a broken child. Fuck that nigga childhood. He been an adult for a whole. Time. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I gotta put my foot down, Courtney. Courtney, I gotta put my foot down. Don't go around on this podcast calling uh, angry, mediocre white men niggas, because then they gonna think they can. Don't do that. Oh, but that's the quote of the podcast. It is that nigga childhood. <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't care what happens to that fucking little boy when he's 12. That nigga <laughs> and he can be killed a bunch of other kids. Fuck him. Look, we got speaking of speaking of timelines, we have a two year, not a six month, not a one year, a two year timeline of FBI and police failures to stop the Parkland shooting starting on February 5th, exactly two, exactly two years ago, February 5th. They, the BSO received third-hand information by a neighbor's son that Nicholas Cruz planned to shoot up the school. September 28th, um, a, per, a peer counselor of Cruz's report that Cruz may have attempted suicide by gasoline injection, was cutting himself and wanted to buy handgun or wanted to buy a uh, hunting gun. It's right, gasoline ingestion. He, this fool was out there drinking gas, fool. Cruz was I also Cruz was also reported oh as owning hate related okay. symbols. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Suicide is not a joke. It's no. not to be played with. But nigga, how you don't just take a bunch of pills? I know you got opioids in the house because you live in Florida. You telling me you decided to drink gasoline instead of taking a, a, a bunch of oxycodone? Okay, listen. That's fine. Okay, September twenty fourth. 2017, a YouTube, which is this is this is the most damning to the FBI. YouTube user Nicholas Cruz commented on a video with his intention to become a professional school shooter. According to the wow. Miami Herald, the comment is reported. The comment, look, the comment is reported to the FBI in Mississippi, which fails to make the connection to Cruz in South Florida. November 1st, 2017, after Linda Cruz's death. I'm assuming that's his mama. I don't know. Catherine Blaine, her cousin, called the police to alert them that Nicholas owned rifles and asked that the BSO come collect them. A close family friend ended up taking the firearms, according to the BSO, which go that now that's when it become goes into the hand of the NRA because at some point somebody took his firearms and we're gonna find out how he got them back. November 29th. The woman who took Cruz in after his mother's death called the BSO to say he was fighting with her 22-year-old son and shared worrisome, deta- worrisome details. Cruz bought a gun from Dick's, Dick's Sporting Goods, that would be, last week. I'm assuming. I'm not going to... Allegedly. Allegedly, y'all. Look. Caleb's dad has bought guns from Dick's. From Dick's. Yeah. Last week and is now going to pick it up, the woman said. She called the BSO and told him this, adding that he brought tons of ammo and had used a gun against people before and put the gun to others' heads in the past. This, he going around putting gun to people's head and ain't nobody doing nothing. According to the police report, Cruz apologized for losing his temper and the family didn't want him arrested. Privilege. Because if that had been some black kid going on where I'm uh, sitting to people's head, wouldn't nobody care what the family thought. Okay, November 30th, 2017, a caller from Massachusetts phoned the BSO to report that Cruz collected guns and knives and could be a school shooter in the making. A BSO deputy advised the caller to contact the Palm Beach Sheriff. January 5th, 2018, the FBI received a tip by a person named Nicholas Cruz, close to Nicholas Cruz, I'm sorry, alerting them to Cruz's gun ownership, desire to kill people, erratic behavior, and disturbing social media posts, as well as the potential of him conducting a school shooting. But the public access line that received the tip failed to follow the protocol in place for such alerts. The information was not provided to the Miami field office, admitted the FBI, and no further investigation was conducted at the time. 
February 14th, 2018, and that's the day of the shooting at 221. The school resource officer, who probably didn't have a gun because, you know, you know, we just had a conversation about school resource officers, was in another school building when Cruz entered the scene of the shooting. He heard the shots being fired and ran towards the building, but he didn't go in. Though Peterson was armed and trained for a, a mass shooter scenario, he waited outside for four minutes until the gunshot stopped. He was suspended without pay, then resigned, and then retired. The end. So he's still getting his pension, basically. Yeah. He let a bunch of kids die. He let a bunch of kids die. And, you know, it's so funny. Me. You have a, you have somebody out of here, but the corpus of rounds going off is a lot of and it sounds to me like I, I just said how our schools here in Richmond, we have officers that are actually from the Richmond PD. It sounds to me as if these this school resource officer was one of those, wait, well, it did say he retired. He resigned and retired. I don't, it don't sound like he was a real officer. You know how we talk about who was that that guy that was um, killed by a, by somebody who was a volunteer or a deputy officer for the day. You know how they just be letting retired people come on? It doesn't sound like he was a retired person volunteering, but that he wasn't really a trained officer. He's, even though they say he was trained, I don't, he couldn't have been no officer. I, I can't, I, I just can't believe no, he that. Could have been. He could have been? Okay. <laughs> and this is why whiteness is to blame. This is exactly why. Only white people can have a two-year trail of a nigga about to kill other right. white people and not do shit about it. Only white people, like only white people, can have someone like you see this shit in the scary movies. Like only white people could have some creepy ass old white dude that say, <laughs> "Don't go down that road because it's some crazy shit happening." And they be like, "Man, you tripping?" And, and right. keep going like that. That is literally like scary movies crack me up because it, it is literally how white people act in real life. Yeah, it is. They're dumb. No, it is. <laughs> no, it is. Like, it is. It is. I don't understand how you have a two year trail and it's the government. Like, how does the government have a two year trail of a man about to shoot up folks and how fucking multiple people crazy said he was going to shoot up a school? Let me not say crazy because I don't want niggas thinking that he's mentally ill. How violent he is. How you got a two-year trail of this shit and you don't do nothing about it. Like, you know that's because you're white. Can I just say as, like, a person, as a family member, do you know how much shit would have to pop off for me to have to call the police on Caleb? Like, <laughs> you know, right. Do you know how scared I would have to be of my child? to call because he's black so i'm really really not trying to call the police on him. and that's why i was gonna say that's different courtney that's different because we are reticent to call the police on our family members out of protection they reticent just because but Shit, I, I, don't, I don't like calling the police on stranger black folk to be honest <laughs> no, no, no. my whole thing is white people love protecting other white people so whoever called the police on them had to be scared Right. I'll like give you Sarah that. Palin's um son's baby mother called the police on him. They shielded him. She called the police on him several times, and they shielded him until they just couldn't anymore. And it's because the only reason they called the police on him is because he beat his husband's wife, his dad. So then they called the police. Like you're not gonna turn around and beat my ass. Don't let you beat everybody else's ass until it comes time to when they're really scared. 
So for them to call the police on him, they have to be really scared. And so it's like, but on top of that, like, he had like- But also white people like snitching on each other. They don't got no sense of family like we do. Right. That's why, what the heck did I just, I'm sorry. Well, let's, so our final thoughts are, because I want to move on from this, because we, we got to move on from this. Uh, it's our final thoughts is, you know, y'all go, oh, I know what my final thought was. And it was after reading Britney's piece. It was like, let the white kids mm-hmm. go out and fight the NRA for this gun control because this man that came into their school. Because you know what? It's white people doing the shooting. It's y'all fight. It's not ours. Let them do it. The end. <laughs> that, that's my final thought wanna, on it. And you want to, and I don't, I, you want to know what my final thought is? I'm going to let Courtney go last because mine is not nice. What? Fuck okay. Fuck them white kids. <laughs> hey, well, hey. Fuck them white kids, okay? Can Period. you chop that, Courtney? What's your final thought? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she out there buying Mac um, lipstick. Yeah, she ain't. Well, well, I'm about to say, they going to learn today because they going to see the difference. <laughs> they going to see the difference. <laughs> They see that this that this lobbying shit it don't really work. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, oh, shoot, it was that was a final thought. Well, I'm gonna just say this: we've been people been lobbying against the NRA forever. In the words of the little boy from the Sandlot, forever. Yes. And just now, all these companies want to now stop doing business with the NRA, and that's I'm done. Because it looks bad. Because kids are dead. I just um, I, we gotta move on to higher heights from right here, cause <laughs> child, my nerves can't handle it. Our right, the next item on our agenda, we gonna move to to more exciting things. And I had them. I'm glad that Courtney made it onto the show because Willis already told me she don't know none of these shows of these people. Um, <laughs> Black China, where the heck are you at, Courtney? Are you back at brunch? Um. I'm at an eatery, yes. Because they back in the back cheering and stuff. What is glory? How is it brunch at 6 p.m.? It's not brunch. It's dinner at oh. 5. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 5. Yeah, I forgot. But still. Lord. Okay, so let's on to, to Black China and Donna from Black Ink. Black China... Um, and Donna from Black Ink, I want to call it hoeing it up, but I don't like the way that people have been talking about them. I don't like it. And I had, I actually had to go to defense for both Black China and Black Ink. I don't, I can't find a timeline for what happened. I just woke up one morning. I think it was maybe on Wednesday, Thursday, maybe it's Friday. I don't remember. I'm losing my days. And they was talking about how Black China got another sex tape that was leaked that may or may not be with his, with her, uh, current boyfriend or or most recent ex-boyfriend. Wait. wait, wait, she has another one. This was a second one? Yeah, wait, wait, which one you thought we was talking about? I thought the one with the, with the penis in her mouth. Is that not the one we're talking about? Well, so I haven't seen the video, so I can't confirm if there was a penis in her mouth. But I think, well, let me see. Black China's ex-boyfriend, Michi, is, extra- is addressing the sex tape video that was leaked on Monday. So this was actually on Monday when this happened. Um, and one thing that's been going back and forth is everybody's disputing who is and who ain't in the video. First, people had to figure out who it was in the video. Then they determined that it was this Michi, Mechi, whatever. You know, I'm oh, I don't know all these names. Then, now at one point, I read an article where Black China, now she's trying to say it wasn't even her. Like, she said, it looks a lot like me, but it's not me. And I'm also confused. But it, it, look, I, 
this is me not saying everything that everything that I know, because you know, teacher. Um, but it says that now they're trying to say that um that it was her and the ex boyfriend Michi that some people are claiming that Rob Kardashian leaked it. I don't know how he is even still in the conversation or in the picture. But at the same time that all of this was happening, because now they got the lawyers out and, you know, they're trying to stop the tape from being out there. And I found it interesting that one article that I read said that Black China's lawyer was named Walter Mosley. I said, people, Black people need to stop naming their kids after famous people. I was like, Walter Mosley is the, the lawyer? But not to be outdone by Black China and her newest sex tape. Donna from Black Ink Crew got caught on tape uh, having sex in the bathroom with the dude also from the show that named Vagina Slayer, whose real name apparently is Alex, where they in the bathroom hitting it while he uh, roll up a blunt on her back. Now, you know, I've read a lot of things about Black China and Donna in regards to both of these. And I would just like to say, if they want to engage in public sex and hold up, hey, they was all, ain't nobody uh, holding nobody hostage in no house. Ain't nobody clearly didn't, except for maybe Black China against her consent. I don't know. Uh, but Donna has taken full responsibility for her video. So ain't nobody did nothing against their consent. So I'm all for hoeing it up. Now, since Willis don't watch none of these shows or these people, I'm just going to throw right over to you, Courtney. What was your thoughts and ideas about, <laughs> about Black China and Donna hoeing it up on tape? Well, uh, as a former hoe, I'm going to say this. <laughs> former, former this is why this, this is why I love Courtney, because we can have hoe conversations. Yes, go ahead. As a, as a former hoe, I've, um, I've, got, I've got down. Have I had sex in a public restroom? I don't know, but I've got down in a car in a parking lot plenty of times. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll, say some, mm-hmm. we'll say some of them deep stories for C-Dub After Dark. In April, y'all. In April. Concerns, what concerns me, no, I didn't see Donna's uh, video, but Carol, you described it to me. And, um, <laughs> I'm pretty I'm angry. For this Black China video. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I certainly. I saw, I saw the Black China video on Pornhub because I'm a connoisseur. Oh, is that oh, is that where it is? We are oh, no. porn on um CW. I I I am a I'm a Pornhub connoisseur. I saw it on Pornhub. That's all I'm saying. I'm talking about why I was on there originally. That's where I seen it. And I'm I'm not a Pornhub connoisseur either. Lies. Go ahead. So like, <laughs> I I don't know how why it's bookmarked in. And my search bar. But, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so what bothered me was about like China's is like you make these videos with these dudes and it's for their consumption and then like the shit gets leaked out of nowhere and it's like niggas stop leaking like to me leaking sex tapes is mad immature. Right. Because, to me, because like I'm over celebrities fucking because we all fuck. We all have sex. We have sex. Who oh. we have sex with. And I'm the over niggas leaking sex tapes in what seems like either A, uh, um, an attempt to get more famous or B, an attempt to embarrass an ex. Because it's like, right. you don't have to do something 
She got two on here. Yeah. Wait, what? And, and when you two on here. And what it wait, what is that? There is a law against what is it called? Not slut shaming. There should be a law against slut shaming. What is the official law for uh, revenge porn? Oh, I forget. It's called something. Re- revenge, revenge porn. porn. Right. Like, why we act like people don't be doing shit? Like, but you, but you, well, we know you have sex. It's, we all have sex. That's what we all go to the bathroom. We all have sex. We all have morning breath. Like, you don't have to tell me something that's really relevant to embarrass. Like, tell me, like, show me the bitch making, like, fake credit cards or something. Uh, show me some fraudulent shit. And you know what? What bothered me about the, the, the Donna video with Vagina Slayer, once again, it don't have nothing to do with her. It's like, number one, y'all not doing nothing special. Like, like uh, Courtney just said, like, if you gonna make a tape, like, do some shit. Like, y'all just hitting it in the stall in the bathroom. Okay. But then, so clearly, he's actually looking up at the video while he's making the video. So that he clearly is doing it to just for the attention. But at the same time, he rolling a blunt on her fucking back, dude. He, I thought at first I thought he was smoking on her back, but no, he's rolling the blood on her fucking back. Like I'm off, I'm off. Are these people on um Pornhub too? Um, I don't think that one. I, that one, that one was actually on Facebook. So Damn. yeah, but um, my thing is I'm off of hoeing it up. I'm so pro hoe. You know, we we in Oakland, Brittany. So we we are very pro hoe out here in Oakland. We pro hoe in a way that like. We pro ho out here in Oakland. Um, but at the same time, just using her like she is a table in your living room and like just trying to, to you know, make this video just to get attention. Like, oh, y'all, look, I'm fucking. Like Courtney said, that's so, that's like d- boys in high school that used to just pass around little pictures of naked girls or something or whatever it is, the fuck it is that little boys pass around. That's like so 15 years old. Otherwise, I'm I'm very pro getting it on in public. Hey, get it where you can get it. Sometimes you be at the club. This is coming from the person who goes to orgies and doesn't call them orgies. Listen, we are not supposed to discuss that on a regular show. We are only supposed to discuss that on C-Dub show at the door. <laughs> at the door. Okay. As a matter of fact, the person who hosts those parties will be on that show. We're going to discuss that then. <laughs> what was you about to say, Courtney? <laughs> oh, I would also just like to say that anything that has like a given name so that's what my friends call me. It's vagina slayer. Right. Not women. Not women. Your homeboys. So basically, your niggas laugh. Because if a woman didn't name you that, that's probably not what you can do. Also, I don't want to have vagina slayed. So here's... <laughs> and didn't they fight him for, for like half of that, that whole episode about calling him Vagina Slayer until they finally got him to call himself Alex? 
there's a vagina. I thought they were saying vagina split. No, no, they were saying vagina slayer. Maybe because I was looking at it at closed caption. I don't know, but I do know. You know, we if those of us that watch Black Ink Crew, Donna, she it's so funny because the the dudes on Black Ink Crew get so mad at Donna because all the same women that they be trying to to you know have sex with, she get all of them, even if they be they they girlfriends. Like she get all of it, and the the lesbian and me just sit back and laugh. Laugh my ass off when they be in their little interviews. Donna, man, I'll be cracking up. And I'm not even a Donna fan, but I always laugh at that because don't think clearly she's doing something right. All right. Well, I do have one funny thing left on our agenda. I So I woke up on Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Like, why is my notifications popping like this on Facebook? What is going on on the Facebook? And I found out that uh, the comedian D.L. Hewley has shared one of my posts. It is not an original post, so I, I, I don't want nobody to think I ain't got no kids. It's not an original post. I've shared it because it was funny. But the, the headline on the meme is, Everyone after watching Black Panther. I want y'all to listen to this boy's traumatic experience after watching Black Panther. You're mad because you thought you were all black? Mm-hmm. Well, you're half of daddy, and daddy's black, right? Cam, you're black, Filipino, and Mexican. You're half of daddy and half of mommy. So you're half of what daddy is and half of what mommy is, right? Why are you so upset about it? I don't want to be all black. You want to be all black? Yeah. I want to have black mine. What do you mean? What number? 50%. You want it to be more? Yeah. Like how much? Why are you so upset? Because I think I'm white. If I'm not black, that means I'm white. You're not white. How do you know? I'm black and I want to be all black. This little boy had a full meltdown because he is not all black. He said, I'm, he, he laying despondent in the bed like, I'm not all black. And his mom was like, you're black, Filipino, and Mexican. You know, you're half daddy and half mommy. He was like, but I want to be all black. He said, what's, what's the number? How much? He was like, what? How much black am I? He was like, 50%. And then he started falling out. And she said, well, what's wrong? He said, I'm white. <laughs> and she said, well, why do, you, why do you think that? He said, if I'm not all black, then I'm and then at the end, he was just like, why? Poor little boy. It's hilarious. I guess if that's the after, after Black Panther effect, then, hey, I'm with it. People are still commenting. The stuff that I've seen, I mean, I, I've never had a, a post go this viral. And the stuff that I've seen in regards to, quote unquote, what has, is black has been very interesting. I can't, I, I refuse to even respond to most of this stuff. But it's very interesting to see what happens when you got people from all over the place responding to your shit. Because you see a lot of, you know, of course, people talking about the one drop rule. Um, Some dude was talking about, don't nobody want to be black? I'm Mexican. I don't want to be black. Uh, only black people are, that are intelligent <laughs> are... Your yes. Yes. It was from last yeah. Thursday. He, some dude was like, I don't want to be black. The only intelligent black people are foreigners. American black people are dumb as fuck. And I'm looking at him like, but you draped in blackness. Look, you're going to get me into my tra- my 
trauma from working at my school. Draped in bl- <laughs> in blackness, but talking about black folks and how dirty black folks is and how stupid black folks are. Which totally took away from the humor of the video. So, anyway. That is all that we have today, folks. That is the end of our agenda. Um, Just a couple of C-Dub show announcements. We've already talked about Willis coming to the show or coming to Oakland. Um, It is our goal to record the C-Dub show live from Oakland on March the 25th. So you need to keep listening. You need to keep watching all of our social media pages or just watch the C-Dub show pages. Please don't go stalking Courtney and Willis. We don't need them problems. See, she gonna be, don't don't do it, y'all. So it's our attempt to to record that on March the twenty fifth. Um, as I said, I will be live from the, the Lesbians Who Tech conference on this coming weekend, March first and second. Um, and also the C Dub show will be at the Dinosaur pool party in Palm Springs, April 30th through the 1st, and we are giving away a set of passes to Dinosaur. Woo! What is Dinosaur? Dinosaur, I'm glad that you asked. Dinosaur (laughs) is the biggest girl pool party in the nation. I'm not gonna say world. It started. The reason why I is because I watched the real L word, L word, and somebody went there or something. They all went. I didn't tell you guys what happened to me the last time I was at uh, Dinosaur with the real L word. The last time that I was at Dinosaur with the real L word, we are at, we stayed at the host hotel because you know there's so many people that's coming. So all the hotels that are right there in Palm Springs, they all have people from all over the place. But with this particular time, we stayed at the host hotel. So we in there sleep about three o'clock in the morning. We hear somebody in the hallway fighting, and it was the cast of the real L word. And that episode actually did air on the show. Like people be like, I remember that time they fought at Dinosaur. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my God, that was my room. Yeah, it's really corny. Mm-hmm. But um, Dinosaur, the Dinosaur Festival, I want to make, I don't want to offend nobody with the history of Dinosaur, but from what I've told, the legend of Dinosaur is that it started off with a Dinosaur golf tournament that was on the P, the LPGA. And it started off with some women who had went to Dinosaur to participate in the LG, LP, LPGA. And they invited their friends. And while they were there for the LGPA, LPGA, I can't keep saying it. Um, While they were there, they started having parties. And the parties just grew and grew and grew until the the weekend itself became its own event. That I know of, there is still a golf tournament. No one cares about it. And it's not even called Dinosaur (laughs) anymore. That is the legend. If I'm wrong, people who are listening from Dinosaur, I apologize. That's the legend that I was told from the gay folks in the L.A. community. So, you know, hey. But anyway, we are giving away a pair of passes to Dinosaur Weekend. Remember I said it's April, I'm sorry, March the 30th to the 1st. So what you need to do to win passes is to email us at the C-Dub Show. Email me a screenshot of you subscribing to the show on whatever platform that you listen to and where you shared it with your friends and social media that can be on facebook that can be a screenshot on instagram saying hey listen to the c-dub show email that to us at the c-dub show at gmail.com 
And the last episode of the C-Dub show that we record before Dinosaur Weekend, which will be on March the... That will actually be the C-Dub show live, March the 25th. So we will we will announce the winner. I will actually email you back a ticket number so we, you'll be entered into a raffle. And on the C-Dub show live, we'll announce who won the pair of passes. The, unless you want the pair of passes, B. Willis. Do you want them? To To go to Dinosaur. Now that's the end of your vacation. Mm-hmm. I I don't do well with big crowds. <laughs> oh, okay. So don't kind of look when we had a C level show after dark, I'm gonna tell y'all the real uh dinosaur stories. That's some after dark ass shit. Oh child. <laughs> All right, so B Willis, where can the people find you in the interwebs? Yes. Um, you can find me trolling white trolls. Um <laughs> <laughs> Either on um, Medium, which is at Hey Miss Willis, but also Facebook at Hey Miss Willis, as well as Twitter and Instagram. Hey All, r- All right. And Courtney, where can we find you on the interwebs? <laughs> you can find um, Madam Secretary Courtney Welch. Oh, my goodness. Um, do it in your white voice. Do it in your white voice. No, I'm not do that. And get closer to your device. We can't hear you. Oh, how about now? Yes, that's better. Okay, Verizon. So, first of all, I have Metro because I'm poor. Oh, Oh my God. Let me tell you a little something. My service sucks between San Diego and Los Angeles. Inland Empire, you can't hear me at all. So, hi, everyone. So, Brittany wants me to do this in my white people voice. So, my white people voice is going to tell you where to find me on the internet. You can find me at Short Courtney on Twitter. Do not fuck with me on Twitter because it's very professional for me now, not like my previous life. Also, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Short Courtney Instagram. Thank you for my boxes. And, um, I'm also oh, I'm on Facebook, but also don't bother me on Facebook unless you tell me that you are adding me as a friend. Unless Carolyn or Brittany sent you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can call me um, Courtney Cecilia Welch, but it's C-E-C-E-L-I-A. But yeah, don't bother me on there either because, yeah. So, here we go. There's my mic voice. Bruh. Okay. Can't do that anymore. All right, well, you can find me in the interwebs on Facebook at Facebook.com. I'm Carolyn R. Weisinger. You can find me on Instagram at The Nocturnal Project and on Twitter at Nocturnal Pro. Um, you can find The C-Dub Show across all platforms at The C-Dub Show. And you can email us at the Show at gmail.com. Um, you can subscribe to the show on Acast. Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker. And you can also donate to us at ssnpodcast.com. Just hit the donate tab so that we can keep this party going, like they said at the the Passover mm-hmm. or what our on Teens of Comedy at the Last Supper. Yeah, that wasn't it. I'm getting my Bible facts mixed up. Just like, oh, by the way, before we log <laughs> before we log off. So, remember last episode when I had got my Black Lightning and my Black Panther mixed up? Yeah, Mm -hmm. you remember that. 
So Brandon made sure to make an addendum to the show at the bottom of SSNpodcast.com. So if you were if you were offended, even though Brittany did expertly correct me and make sure I had it all right, if you were offended by me accidentally mixing up Black Lightning and Black Panther, we now have an addendum at the end of the show to make sure that we got the oh history right. Because you know, comic folks take it seriously. And I don't want to offend nobody because mm-hmm. I because I told him that I'm trying to bone up on my Shiri so I can write me some Shiri fan fiction. So do Brandon listens to these episodes in full? This is I don't know what Brandon if he listens to them full in full. There's some things that I because I don't listen to them in full after I've sent them because I've already listened to them about a good three times by that time. But sometimes I think that he does. Like when we did the episode where we talked about Dennis Edwards, if you if you listen all the way to the end, he actually pulled up because I'm whenever we're talking during the clip, I mute it. He actually pulled up you and Brittany's commentary over the Dennis Edwards clip, which I found to be hilarious. And I think that he Wait, just. What, was, what are we saying? At, at one point, you said something like "me and Brittany old." I mean, me and Brittany young. Something you said. I don't know. And I was like, that's <laughs> that's hilarious. So he does listen to it to make sure that, you know, we sound good, that we're not doing nothing that's going to get the, the, the network put off of all the interwebs. He's going to edit that fuck white kids out of Oh, no, he won't, he won't edit that out. That's what, that's what he loves about it. That's why they love it. Okay. Um, wait, but, wait, Carolyn. Yes? Carolyn. Yes. Can you go to the um, Black Joy Parade? Unfortunately, no. I was supposed to be in the Black Joy Parade with my, with my majorettes, and they could not make it. And I think that I'm kind of glad that I didn't commit to being able to do it because after last night, I've been in the bed for 12 hours. Like, Black History Month has tired me out. Next year, I'll be there. I'm seeing wonderful pictures. It looks like it was amazing. Unfortunately, I just couldn't make it. So, to the Black Joy Parade producers, I'm sorry. What? We're going to have to fire you. How you not not go? I'm down here trying to do this damn thing for California. You could at least go to the Black Joy Parade. We could have been reporting live from like two different locations. I know Willis at our house right now, but hopefully it's like 20 degrees again because I don't appreciate Baltimore being warmer than California. What the fuck? How many? How many? uh, How many? um, uh, What is it? Mimosas have you had? Enough. (laughs) (laughs) Don't check. For in my de- in in my defense, aside in in my defense, I would like to also say that we cannot record to from to, live from two locations because somebody got to be here running the computer. That don't make no sense. Just like hook it up on your phone and just do. <laughs> that, is so do. that is what so Oakland. That is so Oakland. You know what? Right, and, and, let me tell you what's going. Let me tell you how this is going to work, so you can understand my struggle and my pain. See, look. Over there on the other podcast, because they really advanced and they've been doing this for three years, everybody records their own and then they send it and then he edits it. So y'all getting over good. Y'all just turn on the phone and start talking. Y'all don't know the amount of work that I'll be over here doing. I'll be, I'll be over here. I don't get no sleep. Podcast, so I feel a little bit of your pain. Okay? It, it, it's, it's so hard. I'm going to cry. On that note, after Courtney didn't just ring me for not going to the Black Joy Parade. I, disrespectful but I love the Black Joy Parade it was amazing I just couldn't make it it was what it was I heard it was amazing I seen the pictures I saw the video I'm looking at all this shit on Instagram right now and I'm just really <laughs> sad that like we weren't there because Caleb would have had on a Black Joy Boy or a Black Boy Jewel shirt and I would have had on a, a, a Black Girl Magic shirt 
This is my this is my promise. Next year, we will have a C Dub show contingency, and we will all just walk in the Black Joy Parade. Cause that you know what the other thing is that by next year it's gonna be the two year anniversary of Get Out and the one year anniversary of Black Panther. So we gonna walk in the parade next year. How about that? Can we do that? That's fine. Okay, that's that's, that's a good compromise. Brittany gotta come too. Oh, that would be what a good time. Brittany got to come. You can make that for your, your one-year trip next year. Come where? To, to Oakland to for the Black, Black Joy Parade. Parade. When is that? Well, I don't know when it's going to be next year. Today. Day. Yeah. It's in Black, in Black History Month. <laughs> oh. Well, we're going to end this episode, y'all, because now we just rambling about stuff that we should be talking about offline. Yeah. So. <laughs> We love y'all, and we and we will talk to you. Right, exactly. We're not. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna put a liquor ban on the C Dub show because this ain't working. I have moved up to hard liquor. Thank you very much because it's the evening time. Up uh, on that note. On that note. On that note. Goodbye, y'all. See y'all in the winter webs later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Goodbye. Once again, right before your eyes, to no surprise, it's the man upon two pieces of steel. It's the King Capri doing this one for Mary J. Blige on the fifth tip. So we're going to take it uptown with the remix, and y'all get down with me one time. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Show.